So we're reading from Chaitanya Bhagavat, morning and evening, for a few minutes. And last night we discussed at some length the um, something about Chaitanya Bhagavat and the author of Chaitanya Bhagavat, Chivindabhandas Thakur. So tonight I want to read the few verses that are remaining in this chapter that constitute the glorification of Nityananda Prabhu which has been going on now for about 50 or so verses. And the way in which Vrindavan began this glorification of Nityananda Prabhu was by way of saying that he wanted to write about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but in order to write about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and glorify him, first he has to glorify his devotees because that will give the Lord the most pleasure. And as far as devotees go, well, the superlative devotee is the spiritual master. And he considered Nityananda Prabhu as his spiritual master because, as we've heard, it was he spoke to him in his heart and inspired him to write this book, Sri Chaitanya Mangal. It was originally called and dubbed Chaitanya Bhagavat by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in his Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, there's a few more verses in which he continues to glorify Nityananda Prabhu, and then with the balance of this chapter, he gives a summary of the rest of the text, Adikanda, Madhikanda, Sheshkanda, Chaitanya Bhagavat. So he says, Sevan sunile ebe shuna thakural atmatantre denamate vaisena potal. I've already spoken to you about Anantadev's influential service to the Lord. Now here, how the self-sufficient Ananta exists in the lower planetary system of Patala. Ananta is, as we've heard, an expansion of of Balaram. And this Balaram is none different from Nityananda Prabhu, the Lord of Vrindavandas Thakur. Sri Nardu Gosai Tumburu Kurishange Bearing his stringed instrument, the tumbura, on his shoulders, the great sage Nard always glorifies Lord Ananta in Brahma's assembly. Nardamuni has composed many transcendental verses in praise of the Lord. By his glance, the Supreme Lord enables the modes of material nature to act as the cause of the universal creation, maintenance, and destruction. The Supreme Soul is unlimited and beginningless, and although he is one, he has manifested himself in many forms. How can human society understand the ways of the Supreme? This manifestation of subtle gross and gross matter exists within him. Out of causeless mercy towards his devotees, he exhibits various forms, which are all transcendental. The Supreme Lord is most liberal, and he possesses all mystic power. To conquer the minds of his devotees, and give pleasure to their hearts, he appears in different incarnations and manifests in different pastimes. Even if he be distressed or degraded, any person who chants the holy name of the Lord, having heard it from a bona fide spiritual master, is immediately purified. Even if he chants the Lord's name jokingly or by chance, he and anyone who hears him are freed from all sins. Therefore, how can anyone seeking disentanglement from the material clutches avoid chanting the holy name of Lord Seish? Of whom else should one take shelter? Because the Lord is unlimited, no one can estimate his power. This entire universe, filled with its many great mountains, rivers, oceans, trees, and living entities, is resting just like an atom on the, one of the many thousands of his hoods. Is there anyone, even with a thousand tongues, who can describe his glories? There is no end to the great glories and qualities of that powerful Lord Anandadeva. Indeed, his prowess is unlimited. Though self-sufficient, he himself is the support of everything. He resides beneath the lower planetary systems and easily sustains the entire universe. These are all Bhagavatam verses from the fifth canto, which he had mentioned earlier. Simply due to the glance of Anamta, the three material modes of nature interact and produce creation, maintenance, and annihilation. These modes of nature appear again and again. Abhiti rupa satya anadi mahatva tatapi ananta hoi 
ke bhujje se tatva. The Lord is glorified as one without a second and as the supreme truth who has no beginning. Therefore, he is called Anantadev, unlimited. Who can understand his ways? Shudhasatva murti prabhu dharena kanunai ye bigrahe savar prakash sulilai. His form is completely spiritual and he manifests it only by his mercy. All the activities of this world are conducted within his form. Taranga Shiki Singha Mahabali Nidja Jana Mano Rangje Hana Kutahale. He is very powerful and always prepared to please his personal associates and devotees with waves of pastimes. Yeananta Namer Shaban Sankitane Ye Te Mate Kene Nahi Bole Je Te Jane Ashesha Janamer Bandha Chinde Se Chane Ata Eva Vaishnav Nat Chandena Kabutane. If we simply try to engage in the congregational chanting of the glories of Lord Ananda, the dirty things in our hearts accumulated during many births will immediately be washed away. Therefore, a Vaishnav never misses the opportunity to glorify Ananda Dev. Shesha bhai er gati nahi ar ananter name sarva jive udhar. Ananda Dev is known as Shesh, the unlimited end because he alone ends our passage through this material world. By chanting his glories, everyone can be liberated. Ananta Prithibhigiri Samudra Sahite Ye Prabhu Dharena Shire Palana Korite On his head, Ananta sustains the entire universe with its millions of planets containing enormous oceans and mountains. Sahasra Panara Ekopane Bindujena Ananta Vikram Najanena Achehena he is so large and powerful that this universe rests on one of his hoods, just like a mustard seed. Indeed, he does not know where it is. Sahasra Vadane Krishna Jasha Nirantar Goite Achen Ali Deva Mohidhar. While bearing the universe on one of his hoods, Anantadev chants the glories of Krishna with each of his thousands of mouths. Gainananta Shi Yashera Nahi Anta Jai Bhanga Nahi Karu. Although he has been chanting the glories of Lord Krishna since time immemorial, he still has not come to their end. Both are unconquerable. Adhyapiha shesha deva sahasa shimukhe gain chaitanya yasha anta nahideki. To this day, Ananta continues to chant the glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he still finds no end to them. Kiare Ram Kopale Badalagi Ache Brahma Rudra Shura Siddha Munishwar Ananda Dekiche. How wonderful is the competition between Balaram and Krishna? Brahma and Shiva, along with demigods, citizen Munis, watch with great happiness. Lagbali Chali Ai Sindhu Tari Bare Yashira Sindhu Nadeya Kula Adika Adika Vade. Although Sri tries to reach the shore of the ocean of Krishna's qualities, he is unable to do so, for the ocean is continually expanding. Neither I nor the sages, this is from Bhagavatam, before you know fully the omnipotent God. So what can others who are born after us know about him? Even the first incarnation of the Lord, Shesh, has not been able to reach the limit of such knowledge, although he is describing the qualities of the Lord with ten hundred faces. Palana nimitta hena prabhu rasatale achena mahashakti dharni chakutuhale. The most powerful ananta happily resides in rasatala in order to maintain the universe. Brahmara sabhai giya narada apane e gungain tumburu binasane. Shinard visits the assembly of Brahma and glorifies the qualities of ananta accompanied by his vina. Brahmani Vibhal Je Jashera Shravane Iha Gai Narada Pujita Sarvasthane Headed by Lord Brahma, everyone is overwhelmed with hearing the glories of the Lord. Narada Muni is worshipped everywhere for chanting his glories. Kahilan Ekichu Ananta Prabhav Hen Prabhu Nitananda Kar Anurag I have thus described a portion of Ananta's glories. 
Please, therefore, develop attachment for Lord Nityananda. Sangsera par hai bhakti rasagare ye tubibe se bhajuka nitai chandere. Those who wish to cross the ocean of material existence and drown in the ocean of devotional service should worship Lord Nityananda. Vaishnavacharani mor e namaskar bhaji jena janme janme prabhu balram. My only desire at the feet of the Vaishnavas is that birth after birth I may worship the feet of Balaram. Dvijavi Brahmana Yehena Nam Bhed E Matanityananda Ananta Baladev. Just as Dvija, Vipra, and Brahmana are different names for the same person, different titles for a, for a Brahman, Nityananda, Ananta, and Baladev are similarly different names. For the same Lord. Antaryami Nityananda Balila Kotuke Chaitanya Charitra Kichu Nitite Pushtake. So here he said, Nityananda, who is Antaryami, he with great joy instructed me to write a book on the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because he uses the word Antaryami, it means he got this instruction within his heart. He was authorized, as we discussed yesterday, invisibly. It wasn't in a letter, there was no tape, no transcription to verify, but the book is here, and we take that as evidence that he's empowered. Chaitanya Charitra Spure Yanhar Kripai Yashera Bandhara Vaishe Sheshera Jivai By the mercy of Nityananda, the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahabhu will become manifest because his tongue is the storehouse of Chaitanya Mahabhu's glories. Kateva Jashomai Pigraha Ananda Gailun Tahan Kichu Pada Padma Dandva. Therefore, Sri Ananta is the embodiment of Chaitanya Mahabhu's glories. Thus, I have described a fragment of Ananta's glories. So, this ends the section, long section, and we've been reading, glorifying. Nityananda Prabhu. And I'm sure as I'm reading, many things came to your mind, so many points. Each one of these verses could have been taken apart and discussed at great length. But and in this particular exercise, we're seeking to move through the book rather quickly to give the devotees a general overview with it. Then we'll go back and read it forever, along with Chaitanya Charitamrita. So these two books, as we discussed last night, they complement one another. This was the first, and that was the second. There are other biographies of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that are authorized as well, but these are the most prominent ones. Vrindavandas Thakur, the author of Chaitanya Bhagavat, and Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, the author of Chaitanya Charitamrita. Both of them exalted uh, devotees of the Lord, and both with different angles of vision on the Lord. It should be apparent by now, early on in the text here of Chaitanya Bhagavat, that Vrindavan Das Thakur is a devotee of Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Ram, Balaram. His liking for the Leela of the Lord was as a friend, Gopa, and Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami as a gopi. And we find the gopi, Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, glorifying the gopa, uh, Vrindavan Das Thakur, with... Uh, over and over again with much praise as he writes about the Lord in Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, with deference to the work of Vrindavan Das Thakur, which, as I mentioned last night, was previously called Chaitanya Mangal, but Krishna Skaviraj Goswami called it Chaitanya Bhagavad. Why? Because he considered that uh, Vrindavan Das Thakur was the Vyas of, of Chaitanya Lila. Vyas compiled the Bhagavatam, which is the story of Krishna, so the Chaitanya Bhagavat, the appropriate name for the story and teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he who authored that prior to Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, Kaviraj honored and, as I say, changed the name of his book, which stuck um, amongst the devotees. It was previously Chaitanya Mangal, maybe that auspicious book about Chaitanya, auspiciousness about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He changed it to Chaitanya Bhagavat, that it's become now known as that. We take the 
opinion of Krishna's Kabbalah Goswami very seriously. And his subsequent opinion, this is the author, Vyas of the Bhagavad himself, appearing in Chaitanya Leela to do the same work. Because Gaur and Krishna, they are one. She Gaur Hari, so he Hari. That cowherd pasturing Gopa has appeared as a, a Vrindavan, has appeared as a Brahman in Navadvip. Is our hope we have taken birth as a Brahman in Navadvip? Mahaprabhu was once an astrologer came to his house and, and did his chart and went into meditation and said, Oh, your son is Narayan himself. Jagath Misha could not uh, hear that too well. Mahaprabhu, Nimai Pandit himself, said, Oh, he's a bogus astrologer. I know for a fact in my last life I was a cowherd. So because I took care of cows nicely, this life I'm taking birth as a Brahmin. So we should take care of cows, hope to take birth as a Brahmin in Navadvip. Not anywhere, <laughs> but in Navadvip. And we'll have easy access to Krishna Leela. When Mahaprabhu goes there in his daily Leela, in his trance, the devotees will go and follow him. As sometimes the devotees ask, who should I meditate on, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or Krishna? And it's, just, it's not possible to think about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without thinking about Krishna. And according to Krishna Das Kaviraja Goswami, it's not possible to truly think about Krishna without thinking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, given what he has done and how, in such a way, to what extent he has made Krishna available. So these two great uh, devotees we owe great debt to, and they complement one another. They're not at odds with one another over different sentiments and different angles of vision. There's scope for that. We have one philosophy and different religious expressions of that, different uh, ways of expressing it through preaching and ways of experiencing it through, in a practical sense, the preaching and through, through bhajan experiencing it through bhajan. And whatever whatever a particular devotee comes to rest on, that sentiment, if we can call it that, as we've described in recent sangha where we were explaining something in brief about achintya veda veda tattva, the nature of this union between the Lord and his shakti, this oneness and difference, is like that of love itself. In fact, it is love itself. Reality is in love. That is, in, that is the news of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. Reality is more what reality is doing. We're also concerned with what it is, but <laughs> it is in love with itself. And that is the means the interaction between Shakti, Shaktiman, the, the energy and the, the energetic. And then what is the nature of love? That one cannot rest until he's found it. And once finding it, he finds it has a movement of its own. We cannot rest uh, in pursuit of love. And we, everyone is seeking a relationship, seeking some love. If you finally find it, oh, I found it. But then what, there's a, it has a movement of its own. Troublesome. It is, but we will never give it up, <laughs> nonetheless. So philosophy, abed, and religion, abed, non-difference and difference. The non-difference, or excuse me, the difference does not have to, does not necessarily mean incompatibility. In fact, in a higher sense, the difference is required for one different expression of love of God to be possible other expressions of love of God are required. When gopis and Radhika met Krishna at Kurukshetra, this was one of the problems. Krishna offered, yes, okay, we are together again, so stick with me. But she could not. Gopis could not do that. Why? Because other important ingredients of different sentiments that enable that parakya, bhav, to manifest and to be expressed and experienced were not present there. That is in Vrindavan. Therefore, she, Mahaprabhu prayed in the Ratayatra. What is that verse? He, he quote a verse from Sahitya Darpana. It's a secular book of Ras Shastra, 
book of rules of poetry, Sahita Darpanam, that's the structure of which Rupa Goswami from this and Bhart Muni and others uh, he borrowed to explain, to give a language to explain the nature of, of love. A poetic language would be the best language to choose amongst the languages of this world. So taking those different uh, <laughs> categories and that poetic language and so forth, and he applied that to give a structure to his explanation of, of, of Bhakti Rasa. So anyway, Mahabharu quoted a verse from there. People didn't know what he was talking about. But Rupa Goswami penned his own verse explaining that, tacked it on his wall. Mahabharu was surprised to know, Rupa Goswami knows what I'm thinking. How is it possible? He reasoned, well, almost he must have got it from Swarup Damanar because Swarup Damanar knows no one else. So very confidential thing, very high idea. This, this is that Parakiya. Um, and the problem expressed there in that shloka, which is the, is the very mood of Radha at Kurukshetra. Oh, I want you in this setting, along the banks of the Jamuna, underneath the Karamba tree, and where there will be various impediments like that. We can say what Saldaras is not compatible with Madhurya. It's just true. Technically, it's true. But as I say, from a broader point of view, they're all compatible in that without one, you cannot have the other. Without the, without the fear that Mother Yashoda will catch me and, that, and the necessity to steal out in the middle of the night, how can there be parakia? <laughs> so this is just one example. So all these sentiments are necessary. And with whatever sentiment, as I say, the devotee finds his, his rest, that is a cause for joy and celebration. So here's a good example. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, Vrindabandas Thakur, both writing books, the same subject, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, different angles of vision. They're not fighting, squibbling, quarreling with one another, which is right, which is wrong. And, who, and again, who authorized you to write this book anyway? You say you heard it in your heart. Where is it in the tape? Where is it in the letter? <laughs> There's not an atmosphere like this in which these devotees were glorifying the Lord. And it is that very atmosphere that we are to imbibe, not just some philosophy that we can uh, regurgitate and uh, increase our bile by that and uh, false sense of, uh, of accomplishment. This is about, about love. It's about getting along with people. And this is the heart of that. What is big of getting along with people? Love is more than getting along with people. It's the very uh, merging of people, so to speak. As we spoke last night a little bit, this is what human life really gives us the chance to do. Yes, it gives us the chance to reason, and this is how reason should be applied. We should reason that I have an opportunity to love. That is the supreme form of uh, reasoning. But in the human life, I have reasoning power. Use the reasoning. I can understand. Oh, I can love. Because reasoning, that is coming from nature. That power is coming from nature. It manifests in human society, in human consciousness, in the human birth, to a far greater extent than it manifests in any of the lower species. To the extent that we cannot just figure out how to get in the barn and get an extra bite of hay. Of course, these are special cows. No doubt about that. But in general, human intelligence enables us to do, to think about such acts and the, and the why we do them and so on and so forth. So it's, uh, they say that humans are distinguished from the animals by reason. They say. What they say is a rational animal. And it's a good phrase, rational animal. Because unless we go beyond reason, we still remain within animality. But the true potential of, of, of humanity is that we can go beyond reason. That means to go beyond animality also, because this is also part of, the, part of nature. Reasoning is part of nature. Intelligence is part of nature. It's not part of the 
soul, our intellect, our capacity to reason, is manifesting in human form of life. Because consciousness is more prominent there. But if we use that reasoning properly, what will we come to the conclusion of? That this is the teaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that we have the chance to love. That means to give. We can use our reasoning just to get, then we become, become a very dangerous animal, very ferocious. If we understand, oh, there, there's something beyond reasoning, and by giving you get, this is the magic of life, that is when the soul begins to talk, begins to make baby steps and move and show express itself. Otherwise, all the movements of nature are but the sleeping condition of the soul. And what are those movements of nature? Jivo jivasya divanam. Darwin took a good look. <laughs> he had a similar idea. You see? All he could see was nature. He said, survival of the fittest. This is right out of Srimad Bhagavatam. You see, the Bhagavata's devotees are evolutionists long before Darwin ever came up with this theory. Jivo Jivasya Jivana. Looking at nature, they said, it is a struggle, struggle for existence, survival of the fittest. Human life, we get a chance to change that. To go in the opposite way of the dictates of mind and senses, the oppression of these things. Intellect is, uh, we, can, we can discriminate. We can, we can see there are some choices to be made here. It's close to the soul, in a sense. It's still part of the material hierarchy. But closer to the soul. And, and, still, and still, then, of course, we get, when we, when we take advice from beyond our own a frame of reference, this is Shastra, Guru, Sadhu. Our intelligence becomes nourished, fortified, purified by that influence. And not much more we can understand. What is the potential of human life? What it means to be a lover? This loving, this is bhakti. You see, giving, this is bhakti. And of course, mean giving in a, in a place where you have, the, where you can give yourself completely. This is really speaking. I cannot say enough. What does Vedanta Sutra say? What is Shankar's opinion? Oh, it means you cannot say anything about that. It cannot be spoken about. Indescribable. Anirvachaniya is indescribable. Silence. Silence. This is our... We say to him, you can be quiet now. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we'll take over from here. And what, is the, what did Baladev say? It cannot... Enough can be said about it. Words cannot do justice. Mind cannot do justice to that. From where the mind returns, from where the words return. What a, see, this is Vaishnavism. So nice. This is so charming. How can you say he had not extended the idea given by uh, previous Vedantists, Jiva Goswami, his father Baladev, and all of the Gaudiya Acharyas? about which we cannot say enough, and therefore we are, we are, give us the microphone, Shankar, thank you, and all others for that matter as well. Give us the microphone by your very teaching. Your, your teaching is saying that. Your, your, the implication of your teaching is that we should have the microphone. And what will we speak then? Ah, this is Rupa Goswami's idea. Not so much about Vedanta. All other previous acharyas in explaining the task of each acharya, and every theologian, for that matter, is to explain the relationship between the world, the souls, and God. That's what exists. The world, the people, <laughs> and, and God. And so, how do they, what are they? How do they relate? And these Vedantists, they have gone to the Shruti and emphasized all those so-called Mahavakyas. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what did he say? He said himself, Goswami cites this in Bhakti Sandarbha. He says, Shrottam api upanishadam dure harikatamritam. From the mouth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You must have heard it. 
himself. I don't find it written anywhere else. Dure Harikatamika. He says, Shrotam Api Upanishadam. All those sounds of the Upanishads, Tattvamasi, Aham Brahmasmi, these are the, the contemplation of the, of the Ganis, and Madhva, Ramnuja, these Acharyas also have drawn from, to counter the arguments of Shankar from all those Upanishads primarily, a little bit from Smriti, which, but their main emphasis to Upanishads. But Mahaprabhu says, Shrotam api Upanishadam dure harikatamrita. These sounds of the Upanishads are dure, far away from harikata. Kampashu pulakada, he says. You cannot get all this. Romancha, what do we sing every morning? Romancha. bhajo. What does Narottam say? Gauranga bolite hobe pulaka sharir hori hori bolite naane bhavani. This kind of change. Of course, we're having problem. This change is not coming in us. Bhagavatam addresses that. What does it say? Sutta Goswami, second canto. He says that. That heart is certainly stone hearted. At least you have the English. <laughs> yes. Which? Steel framed heart, mm-hmm. like stone, that heart. That after repeatedly chanting, engaging in Harikata, chanting the holy name of Krishna, there's no, no change, no bikar. And he means. No transformation. Asta sattvika vikar. After all that, still there's no change. This is what we mean by change. I've said many times, thousand times, this is about changing, not about staying the same. Our present condition is the problem. <laughs> we, should, we want to stay there. We want to stay there, add a little philosophy on, and think we've, we've gone somewhere. It's about applying that and changing, and to this extent... When by chanting the name Gauranga, Hare Krishna, will all these changes come? Has Mahaprabhu prayed? Nayanam Galadashru Daraya. But all of this Braj Leela is made up of all these things. Anubhav, Satvikabhav, Vibhav, Sanchari Bhava. If you study it carefully, see the whole Leela is, is all made up, is made up of these things. In the midst of the Shuddha Sattva, all these transformations, movement, various, relative to different sentiments, there will be different Anubhavs, different Sanchari Bhav, relevant to their Stai Bhav. If you study the whole Leela, you find it's all, con- this is the language which, which Jiva Rupa Goswami sought to kind of deconstruct it for us. And, it's, it means it's, it's a land of ecstasy. And do they? It's, this is where this land is far away from what the Upanishads are talking about. Therefore, Rupa Goswami in the Namastakam, what does he say? That Nikila Shruti Molar, uh, Nikila Shruti Ratnamolam, Nikila Shruti, all these Shrutis, they're like, like jewels, they're shining and just to cast their light on the glory of the holy name of Krishna. He sings like this in Namastakam. That one sound, there's a whole body of sounds. Shudamara is called the jungle of sounds. Hmm? The Veda, <laughs> the jungle of sound. To sort through all that, what is the meaning? To make the, to find, figure it all out in context and so forth, uh, very difficult. This is what Vedanta Sutra says. What is it? Shastriyoni Pat. Oh, you have to study all this Shastra in context. That's what the Sutra tries to do, to kind of offer a concordance of all the sounds, all the revealed sounds. And then so many people try to analyze that. And they're all going back to the Upanishads and so forth. What did Rupa Goswami say? Following Mahaprabhu, Dure Harikatama. We're in a different space here altogether. The way you are speaking about it mandates that we should be given the microphone. And this is the way in which we will talk about it. 
Negama kalpa tara galitam palam sukumuga ramata drabha samritam pibata bhagavatam rasamalayam muhuraho rasika bhuvi bhavukaha. Is that not beautiful? This is the means of the, this book, Srimad Bhagavatam. This is the Ashirvad Shloka of Srimad Bhagavatam. The Bhagavatam is giving a blessing to us, to its readers. It says, drink this fruit. Now, how do you drink a fruit? Well, we know how to drink a fruit, actually, especially here in Northern California. (laughs) You have to take off the peel and the pit and take just the essence from that. Get rid of everything else, just the essence. So drink this fruit. It is the essence of the, uh, the ripened fruit of the tree of the Vedic knowledge. And it says, Muhuraho Rasika Bhuvi Babuka. It is for Babuka. This is kind of special people, kind of intoxicated people, uh, poetic people, um, lovers. And they, they should, who uh, is qualified, they should drink this, uh, the Bhagavatam said, until they pass out. And when they get up, what should they do? Drink it again. These are the kind of people, this is what Vrindavandas Thakur is like. This is what Krishna Kamaraj Prasam is like. They have no time to find faults in anybody, criticize anybody. Only if they don't drink the punch. Then they say, you're not drinking. <laughs> this, is the, this is our criticism, everybody. You're not drinking. Mahaprabhu has invited us all to a great festival, a great mahotsav, and they're only upset because people are not taking advantage of that. You've been invited, you're not coming. Supreme God himself is coming and inviting. They become a little indignant. But amongst themselves, no. They're just marveling. You drank and that happened to you. And, I, and this has happened to me like this. So Rupa Goswami using this language, the language of Bhagavatam. Jiva Goswami is taking the language of Bhagavatam, his poetic language, love language, to describe the nature of the Absolute. This is his idea. It's something you cannot, you cannot describe the nature of love, but, but, but who's in love will want to talk about that nonetheless. So, this is our heritage. This is what we're involved in. We should drink much deeply from this cup, and we have no, no time then for quabbling, quarreling uh, amongst one another. This is so prevalent in the Vaishnava Gaudiya community, so-called Gaudiya community. This is the Gaudiya community. How Krishna's Kaviraj related to, to Vrindavandas Thakur, just one example, and you study their lives, you see how they related to one another. This we have to take from the book, from these things. Not just you take some shloka, you, know, you use that to, for your own purpose, but enter into the spirit of that. Vrindavandas Thakur, we talked a little bit about his life, the Vyas of Chaitanya Leela, of questionable parentage. We saw how to see it in, as, a, as an ornament rather than as, as a fault. Vyasa himself had questionable parent, parentage. The son of Parashara Muni and uh, the fisherman's daughter, by chance. Not, not an appropriate union, but something very wonderful came from that. So we'd have to look at that in that light. So similarly with the life of Vrindamandas Thakur, either his father was unknown, or another opinion is his father was not a devotee, which is worse. Could have been unknown, he might have been a devotee. (laughs) That's also possible. (laughs) It might have been better. But in either case, uh, what he's done, what he's given in this book, this is, uh, on the basis of this, we will, he's honored by the intelligent persons, thoughtful persons. And the point here I'm making to one extent is that not everybody appreciated him, and not everybody appreciated his go- his God, Nityananda Dev, Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Ram. And so he's going to great lengths here to establish the glories of Nityananda Prabhu. And this is very, very important. He was a devotee of Gaur Nityananda. He had deities. His deities of Gaur Nityananda are still in Modadrum Dweep, amongst the Gaur Mandala. 
and he as as well Krishna's Kabiras Goswami has gone to some length to establish the glories of Nityananda with big verses like Sankarsana Karnato Yeshai Kabhudeshai Chapayodishai Sheshashayasyangshakalasa Nityananda Giramasaramamastu then he unfolds that in four other subsequent verses. He's telling, why is he doing that? Same reason that the, this Krishna's Kabirash, or that Vrindavan Dastakur is doing it here. Same and a little different. Vrindavan Dastakur has, of course, that sentiment for Balaram. That is not the same sentiment as Krishna's Kabirash Goswami. But for the sake of everybody involved who may come in touch with this, that they might not make any offense, Nityananda Prabhu is difficult to understand. He's come sometimes called Nityananda Abudut. So he did things that were unorthodox. That it, they were very concerned, both of them, that people not misunderstand and make offense to Nityananda Prabhu because there's no hope of getting the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Krishna's Kaviraj, Vrindamandas Thakur, his approach here has been, and to go over this very briefly, he first started talking about um, Balaram, identifying Nityananda with Balaram, and... He spoke about the rasa dance of Balaram. He said, you know, you should know that this Balaram has a rasa dance. Rasa Leela with gopis. In several verses he, he spoke about it and, and glorified it in this regard. So this is very interesting. And he, he, his point in one sense is, uh, try to understand, this Nityananda, he is rather unorthodox in his behavior at, at times. Difficult to understand. But he is Balaram. And Balaram can dance with the gopis and be completely sense-controlled. In fact, his name is Sankarshana. Sankarshana. It means who draws together. Sankarshana. Like Balaram drew the two families together, Vasudev, Devaki, and Nanda Maharaj. And, um, and when he was sent by Krishna to Vrindavan to give message to the inhabitants of Vrindavan, I'm, I'm coming. While they went, he talked with different sectors, and when he met with the gopis, then he stood before one gopi, and then he stood before another gopi, and when he stood before them, he made Krishna appear. He drew Krishna. And they, in other words, he, in this instance, excuse me, could dance with Krishna's gopis, he has his own gopis. That's another thing. But he could dance with Krishna's gopis and be completely removed from personally being involved but make Krishna present. Goswami has explained like this. Therefore, sometimes we say Balaram is the original guru. Prabhupada called him Supreme Personality of Godhead Servitor and Krishna Supreme Personality of Godhead served. Krishna is Ramanuja. He's the younger brother of Balaram. It's funny because they say that Ramanuja charges incarnation of Balaram, <laughs> of Anantasesh, which we have no problem with. But, <laughs> but his name is that of the younger brother. <laughs> Balaram, older brother, so he was, uh, he serves Krishna as a protector. He also serves as a friend. He also serves as a servitor, all three. But he he serves, this is the point, he serves Krishna. He serves himself, Vrindavandas Thakur said. In, this, in so many ways, he serves himself, making the point that this Raman Krishna, they're not different. As his bedstead, as his umbrella, as his slippers, as uh, we sing in the morning, is it Dijamani Bhakshetava Jalamala Sutra? Paduku parai vare aratopatra. A lady once told me that, oh, I very much like Balaram. I very much want to serve Balaram. <laughs> I laughed at myself. Do you know what is Balaram? Do you know what is Balaram? Another lady, another said, another lady said that, oh, do you know that Balaram has his own gopis, his own rasa dance, and I want to enter there. This is my idea. This is why too much information about rasa tattva is not very useful. In fact, that is counterproductive. There is no sadhana that has been given for entering there, number one. And number two, 
for that matter. Yes, Ram has his own gopis, that's a fact. But that is Mariada, not Madhurya. Now you have to think about that. <laughs> Just like it's it's possible, you can also have a relationship with Krishna in Goloka on the outer petals of the lotus in Swakya. Like Nimbarkis, they want to go there. They think it's the center, but it's not the center. So this is a big world, this spiritual sky. In Golok, for that matter, it's called Mahavaikuntha. So Balaram's relationship with those, with his own gopis, he dances with them during Holi. That means during Vasant Rasalila. The Vasant Rasalila is uh, springtime. And Sarad Purnim is in uh, Kartik. We call harvest moon. That Krishna is doing rasa dance in Bhagavatam there, and Gita Govinda rasa dance is Basant. And in that, in that Leela, that is like holy at this, this time, there are no sadhakas. It's one of the characteristics of that Leela. In the rasa Leela of Kartik, there is, it's very clear in Bhagavatam, some gopis were sadhakas. They tried to go. Their husbands held them back. That means they are in the prakat, the, the, the prakat lila, the manifest lila. They've attained that, but they could not yet fully attain their destination. Something still, the intensity of their devotion still needed to be in, developed. This is snail, man, pranay, rag, anurag, up to praying and finished. This body cannot contain beyond the praying. And our ideal goes beyond Prem, all these developments of Prem. Sneha, Pranayman, Raganurag, Bhav, Mahabhav, all these things are explained in detail in Ujjbal Mani of Rupa Goswami with examples. Chaitanya Charitamrita also is explaining, not with, its, not with elaborate examples, but all these terms are there. It means that devotees who want to enter into the Brajalila they have to, upon leaving this body, take birth where Krishna is performing his pastimes on earth, associate with all those nitya-siddhas, and then they can enter the vastu-siddhi. We study Bhagavatam very carefully. We see there were some ladies, gopis, who tried to go, but their husbands held them back. And we find later on, we find when Uddhava came to counsel the gopis, we find they had become successful by this time. And ultimately then they go to Vastu Siddhi and Yadgatvana Nivartanti Tattama Paramamama. No return from there. It means to go into the unmanifest uppercut Leela. So it's a great uh, theology and so uh, distance to go. That should not discourage us. We should think, yes, this is, worth, this, is, this is worthy of being involved in, in any small way such an idea. So, at any rate, during that Vasant uh, Rasli, there's no sadhakas there. There's no entry there. And Balaram has gopis there. Krishna has gopis there. That Sankachuda came at that uh, time. You may have read that Leela. But anyway, Balaram's relationship is different. And it's not like Krishna's relationship with, with his gopis in the same way. Parakya, not even Mandurya, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvatakura himself has called it, uh, implied it is Mariyad means with, with regard and, and etiquette and respect and so forth. So we have to understand all these things. This is not just a hodgepodge. This is a great, great, these people are great tasters, these Vrindavan Dastakur, Kaviraj Goswami, Krishnadas. So they've talked about it very tastefully. Like Thakur Bhakti Vinod sings, what is it? These are not just, he threw out any, any words. He's the cupid of Gadadhar. He's saying this, this is the relationship between Gadadhar and Goranga. Gaur and Gadadhar. Romantic. Krishna and Radha. Nitaya pranadan. What is a friend? His friend is your life. He's my life. <laughs> like that. Nitaya pranadan. Advaita prabhu. Prabhujita. Pujita. Prabhujita. 
here he's the worshipable entity of Advaita. Advaita has taken his whole life on trying to establish this point that I am the worshipper of you. His whole reputation he was prepared to throw out to establish this point. Therefore, he was a great bhakta, speaking Gita and Bhagavatam, but no one had any interest. And now all Mahaprabhu showed himself as a devotee, and all the devotees got courage in Navadvip, and their Sankirtan began, and they, they took over practically. They, they defeated the, the government, the government, Chankazi, and Sankirtan was ruling the land. And Advaita, what does he do? He goes and speaks Mayavadi philosophy. Well, he spoke, Gyan is superior to Bhakti. He started giving discourses, Gyan is superior to Bhakti. This was reported to Mahabharata. He came there and immediately, in a flash, and slapped him down. Advaita was old. He has the leela of being old man. Krishna's leela goes up to Yovana, but Advaita shows the leela of old man. He married at 50. He went to the ground and Sita Thakurani said, oh, he's old, let him up. Meanwhile, he was in, in joy. I but finally now it's been established. You are the Lord, I am the servant. He's Mahavishnu, the whole bhav of this uh, Bhaikuntha is Dasya, Dasya, Shanta Dasya, and Srinivasishwar also. Srinivas' relationship, he sees the Lord as the, as, as the Lord. Ishwar. So these are all these things we have to hear from people who have some feeling for this to be a proper acquaintance. These songs are not just putting what together what rhymes. <laughs> mm. We are singing in the morning with it. As I said, Dijamani Bhakshitova Jalamala Sutra. This is Goranga Mahaprabhu. He's Dijamani. He's the jewel of the twice born. And Jalamala Sutra. Around his body is a is a is an effulgent sutra thread. He's a Brahmana. Jalamala Sutra. Paduka Parahitware Aratopatra. And he sees on his bed and there at the door are his shoes and his umbrella. What is the implication? This is a morning song for Nishantalila of Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu is just waking from his bed at this time. And Nityananda Prabhu is, hasn't come yet. He comes later. Nitai bhai chalai ase. Tabe shuklambar. Ase shab narma. Shivasa siddhar. All so friendly. So many friends, they come together and at the door. Then Sachimata hote. Sajahote. Coming in, Sachimata comes and she brings the lamp and all the elderly ladies then come. Chalai ase. Mahilar gone. Karpur. Nirmanchan, they do the Arctic with the lamp for Mahaprabhu. All his devotees take a great relish in this. But Nityananda Prabhu is already there. That's another thing. This is the point. He is with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu constantly. He is serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu day and night. The best servitor of Mahaprabhu. Vrindavan Dastakura is emphasizing this point. This is Balaram. You say you like Balaram. Oh. You understand what is it, Balaram? How he is serving Krishna? Do you like that? He circles him as a thread in the middle torso. He covers his head with an umbrella and, he, and, and his shoes from head to toe. And in between, he cannot be separated from Goranga Mahaprabhu. And by what is he connected? By service. Supreme Personality brought it. Servitor. What is his service? It is said, Mahaprabhu. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he gave love of God, Krishna Prem, this is astounding, to anyone who asked for it. And what is the position of the Tananda Prabhu? He gave it to those who said, I don't want it. Krishna Kaviraj Goswami says in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Oh, I am low and fallen, like a worm in a stool is my position. Whoever hears my name loses his piety. Whoever chants my name becomes impious, commits an impious act. This is my true position. This is the standard of humility uh, we find in Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that Mahaprabhu talked about, Trinadapi Sunitjana. We can barely hear that. Of course, we will think, yes, it's true. But we have a different way of thinking about it. Whoever hears his, his name 
will lose all his good karma. And whoever chants his name, the name of Krishna Kaviraj Goswami, he will be able to do all Adharma, like, like in the Braj Leela, like gopis. They did Adharma. They left in the middle of the night their husbands to meet with Krishna. But while he speaks like that, how does Prindavan Das Thakur speak? He says, what I've said in this book, whoever doesn't accept it, I kick on their head with shoes. <laughs> you see, some people say, what is this? <laughs> Chaitanya, he taught, you should be humble. And this, he man is writing like this, and he's follower of that Nityananda. Crazy. Therefore, some question about But Krishna's Kavira said no question. He's glorifying him. But how can he glorify a man who speaks like this? When he himself is setting, showing the standard of humility that Mahaprabhu uh, called for. Prabhupada used to say that, you know. We used to walk with him in San Francisco, in Los Angeles. Many times when I went, he would say, Then I kick on their head with shoes. <laughs> then I kick on their head with shoes. This is where it's coming from. This is the sentiment of Vrindavan Das Thakur. Prabhupada empowered by Nityananda. Nityananda Vesh. I step on their head with shoes. What happened? Bhakti Siddhartha Thakur explained this once. So, well, how can this be resolved? He's supposed to be humble. So, oh, that is a very special thing. When he says like that, Krishna becomes a little embarrassed. Oh, my devotee said that. And immediately he comes and gives attention to that person. So, it's a way of drawing Krishna's attention to people who otherwise would, by their very nature, would Krishna would be repulsed from. Oh, but my devotee has said that. Oh, please, anyway. What is your name? Oh. <laughs> he gives some attention. Krishna goes to him. So this uh, this is this is the, the forcefulness of Nityananda Prabhu. Uh, he uh, was aggressive in his in his preaching. Prabhupada said, "I came into your country as an aggressor." I said, "Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, we needed that very much. We needed that. So sometimes we we find that." And we, we should be appreciative, thankful, grateful. Yes, Nityananda Prabhu is coming after me for Mahaprabhu. He cannot let anyone escape from Mahaprabhu's uh, mercy and seva. He knows what is that opportunity of seva to Baranga Mahaprabhu. Therefore, so much regard for him. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is giving in here, Chaitanya Bhagavad Vrindavanastaka is giving so much regard, so many shlokas. He's saying practically, if you do not understand, no one is serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with such uh, enthusiasm, especially with regard to the, to the preaching. He went to the downtrodden people in Bengal. He saved the, the Jagai and the Madai. And, uh, we are all coming from this kind of stock. Everyone, Kali Yuga people. Nityananda Prabhu coming, coming after us. So if we don't have regard for him, proper understanding of him. Right? <coughs> How can we possibly understand Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? It doesn't matter. It is not just for the Sakas, those who have that type of fortunate destiny. But gopis also, they have to pass through Nityananda Prabhu. Therefore, what is taught by Narutam, after he says, Gauranga Bolite Hare Pulakashari, Hari Hari Bolite Nayane Bhavani. When by chanting the name of Gauranga will I get all these ecstatic symptoms and enter into that world of ecstasy? He tells us himself, practically. He's showing us in his song. Oh, we have to go this way. Through Nityananda Prabhu. Removing all material desires. Cleansing our heart. Preparing us as a guru. Preparing us to be offered to Krishna. He liked the filter. He's taking all the, you know, you take the fruit and you squeeze it and all the, he takes all the pulp, collects all that, the offer, and never taking for himself, just takes the pure fruit, gift to Krishna, this is Balaram. You see? So, Krishna Das Kaviraj, Vrindabandas uh, Thakur has appropriately spent some time in glorifying Dai Chand, identifying him as he has with Balaram, with Anantasej, how Ananta with thousands of mouths as these depicted speaking about the past, cannot complete a description of one pastime of Krishna <laughs> with thousands and thousands of mouths speaking. He's trying to say to us, this is the extent to which 
Nityananda Prabhu is glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with such enthusiasm. You see that our Prabhupada, empowered by Nityananda Prabhu, this is why. This is how he went everywhere. It's inconceivable. So many temples, temples appeared in countries where he never went. Hundreds of devotees. Not just up the, in Vancouver, there were 300 devotees in a thriving temple. And Prabhupada never went there. This is the enthusiasm of uh, Nityananda Prabhu coming through and making such thing possible, glorifying in such a big way, in such a, a, a scientific yet uh, uh, feeling way. Sridhar Maharaj had made, made his analysis of, his, of Prabhupada's contribution with these types of insights. So, for good reason, as I say, Vrindavan Das Thakur has glorified Nityananda Prabhu. These slokas, again, can be gone over in some length, but I just wanted to give a brief explanation of, the, of, of, of why why he's spending so much time glorifying Nitai Chahan. See, Nityananda Prabhu ki jai, Kuranga Mahaprabhu ki jai, Kovi Premanandi.